Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, hello, come on in, come on in, come on in. Welcome to this week's uh, Wolves Fancast, a special one after the uh, the post-Cardiff carnage. Uh, David Evans here on the podcast, Mr. Stu Hall. Back. You are back, without without the uh, Sean Dice voice as well. Yeah, I've got a full voice back, and the last time I was here, Bonatini had just scored. Really? <laughs> yeah, four months ago. Well, welcome back. Yeah, welcome just... back. Dan is here as well, Dan Hughes. Hello, hello. Adam Price. Showing a lot of class. We are showing a lot of class. Well done. Agreed. <laughs> uh, well, we're doing this podcast because we haven't done one for a while, and obviously we had to do one post-Cardiff, so we're going to talk about that in a second. We'll do also the preview against Derby, and we'll do Twitter corners. Well. But gentlemen, I've got a feeling that it might be happening now. What? What? <laughs> Why is this as much as you Dave? i got a slight feeling that something might happen this season. He goes away for a few days, comes back a refreshed yeah. man. Had to, just had to get my mind out of the... Uh, the psycho wolves. Is this where you're sitting in a different place? Or, or has this changed since I've been away? I've always sat at this place. Anyway, I mean, you sat at the head of the table before. Oh, we've changed things then. Oh, we've changed nice. things since we've been. It's the host chair for a while, that has. I just think he's, he's bathed in the bath of, pro- of positivity yeah. since we've been away. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of radox. A bit of positivity. A bit of bubbles. Uh, but does, what, what a mental game that was, everybody, against Cardiff. Uh, games like that don't come around too often. Because we thought, really? obviously, we haven't been in here for Borough and Hull, but after Borough, you just thought, wow, can we have any more heart attacks at the end of a game after that? And then we throw in Cardiff. Just incredible. I was trying to think of like, the last game of where there's been two missed penalties in such a short space of time. And the only thing I could think of straight away was Paul Gladden in Heracles when he missed, <laughs> when he missed two in a minute, funnily enough. But yeah, Mental. I mean, I was mental where I watched it. I got, Christ, that's what it was like in the stadium at the time when it was it's, when it was going off. I, I, I <laughs> the chart, wasn't it? The Friday night lights are glorious. I mean, Middlesbrough was one thing with the shirt removal, which did happen spontaneously. Yeah. And I did get it back. I, I, that was the thing. I, as soon as I did it, and then I jumped down two rows, and I thought, I've got no top on now, and I've got to get on the couch for three hours. <laughs> but someone, some kind gentleman or lady threw it back. Like, actually, can we mention it? The uh, the flag has been found. Oh yes, yeah. The new no flag has been returned to its rightful owner. So well done. Um, but yeah, Cardiff was. I've n- so many people have never s- sang for so long, so loudly, when in, for after a match. I mean, we were in there for a good ten, fifteen minutes after the final whistle. I mean, the whole ground was empty. We were just there when the Neves had his man of the match award, probably rightly so. Um, and all the players had gone in and everyone was still there and then we got outside and the Punjabi lads were there with a the, with the doll and everything no attempt to get back on the couches whatsoever it was just absolute chaos and there were people jumping on each other hugging each other and I jumped on Alex and he was very pleased but <laughs> Chris picked me up in the air which takes some doing and it was just it was one of the things where you, like Mikey Burrow said that you'll never ever forget this night and you won't because it was superb. Well, it was incredible. Wolves won 1-0 away to Cardiff uh, thanks to a, a lovely Neves goal, which we'll touch on in a bit also. But the, there was probably two or three talking points of this match, which wasn't the 93 minutes of the match we saw. It was the last two minutes, and it was the last... The two penalties happened. Uh, firstly, 
the the Ruddy save. Uh, lovely save on Ruddy, we must say. Super. Nice save. Yeah, super. Nice save. To, get, to get down to it. And then, when, yeah. in, obviously, the penalty happens. We save it, and you think, right, that's it. We've done it. We've won the match. And then, what, a minute later, another penalty. Is this penalty you want to talk about? Was it a penalty? Because when yeah. I see the replays, it's outside the box to from, me. From where we were. Smart, we, isn't it? We were in, the obviously, the diagonal to the right diagonal corner of you looking at it from the telly and the penalty area from where we was it was in it was mm. in, in the penalty area um, if you look at it straight on it's on the line but he fell in the area that's always going to be given um, but before the sec- second penalty Ruddy palms it away as well which was another superb save which mm. don't really get mentioned apart from Mikey Burrow's commentary that was a superb moment because that could have easily gone in because he popped up right in front of him yeah, and he, he actually was already going down. Yeah. The, the ball, I remember, was going one direction. He was going down to get it, and then I think I can't remember what some Cardiff player got a flick on it. Mm. So the, the ball then sort of going up, hence he pulled it or clawed it well like a cat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he probably said that at the time as well <laughs> yeah. when he did it, and that's when it went away. And then, I know when I first saw the foul, I thought initially it was outside because mm. I thought you know when the, the first replay, I thought yeah, that's, that looks outside. But then the more you watch it, you think. You can understand why. why he's, Don't get me wrong. Why it's definitely it. a foul. Cavalero just basically threw. No, I mean, it's, it's definitely in the area. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is a foul. I've no idea what Cavalero is doing because when you watch that back, yeah, he attempts to do a tackle, then slip, but he's let both his legs and going into taking. Well, someone the man. told him put your body on the line. Probably didn't literally <laughs> like mean it. Yeah, so that was. I mean, the foul aspect was never in doubt, but. Um, I think it, ultimately, yeah, I think it was. Yes, yeah. I think it was telling because there was more people angry at the first one being given than Cavs being given. Mm. And there's a few people saying, Blake, for one, screaming his head. I said, That's not a penalty. He threw himself into him, and fair play to the kid. He flew, he got up at two o'clock, at, two o'clock in the morning mm. to fly over from LA to London to get a train from London to Cardiff to watch that match. Wow, that's vindicated then in the end. To then, yeah. to then come back on the Atherton. So. That's a MasterCard priceless moment, that yeah. is. <laughs> And he's got glasses now as well, amazingly enough. So he saw everything perfectly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no one reacted. Everything, oh, for fuck's sake. Mm. Oh, there's one. Um, for the for the second penalty, it was in the box. No, but it was just Russia blood again. Like the Russia blood from at Middlesbrough the week before. Mm, it's yeah. them moments where everything gets all a bit too much. There's no self-control with anyone. I think that's... If it wasn't so close to the end of the season, you could think, mm, is this going to start getting a problem now? But mm. no. But no the problems. penalty happens, you're thinking, right, I can't believe it. We're going to give this away. Hits a crossbar, goes out, and then we just kind of, from what I remember, did they kind of have a glancing header that just went wide straight from yeah. that? Yeah. And then that's it, game over. And you just sit there and think, what have I just witnessed? Like, what? I haven't experienced. A chaos, a couple of minutes of chaos like that since my first sexual encounter. <laughs> it, it, and but, but at the end, it was the same thing. I was high fiving everyone around me once it was all over. <laughs> it was it was madness. Anybody but, were there? Just just me and a me and a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was Stuck it was chaotic. Way. It really was. I mean, at the time, I was still like fuming. Oh, we we don't deserve this anyway. We, we didn't deserve three points. At, at the, at my mindset at the time was. I didn't think we deserved three points, and I thought we was going to get what we we reaped. But then looking back after, we the game management again was perfect. At the start of the game, I wasn't happy with the front three that he put out. I thought it was a bit negative. Bonatini still looks way off the pace. Afolbi ain't going to be one that chases back, just, just doing the, the mm. defending. And Jota still... He's working his way back, isn't it? You just kind of got. I, mean, I got the feeling that it was more to do with resting players and what three games, seven days. Yeah, and I still got to recover from. Yeah, well, the, the Battle of Borough. But I thought that would should have been the the mindset going into the whole game. With he should have had an eye on the Cardiff game in regards to resting players. I think like Sace looks spent against Hull, mm. and if, quite a few others did. Bonatini looks like he's running with weights on his calves still. Mm. Bonatini looks like he's carrying Robert Taylor on his back. That's <laughs> he's just. Weird for Bonatini, given this is a guy who what scored twelve goals before Christmas. Yeah, exactly. And it just seems like a completely different player. But he's he should have buried that chance I think as he's well. Pl- he's playing. He's playing anyway with the mentality that he knows he's not going to be next year mm. anyway. So, but you'd, th- you'd think put yourself in the shop window then, wouldn't you? You think well, try even harder because you've got nowhere to go. Should do, but then I think he's just his lack of confidence is yeah, just completely is. gone now. Confidence is completely gone with him. 
I mean, some of us thought we can kind of see what he's trying to do when we saw the team line up. Because having like Kevin Costa off the mm. bench is, is oh, nice. it's great to have off it's the bench. Nice yes. to have what we some call a luxury. Um, but as we said, one I think you said you one of them. Yeah, can play surely, and yeah, the other yeah. one, you know. But I think you just I agree with what you said about bombardment, like, wasn't it? Yeah, a phobia's not someone you play on the wide right. Yeah, I don't. You just that's not the right. He didn't player. do too bad. Look, looking back at the game for for the role he was probably yeah. given. I just want, I just, him and Doherty yeah. like did work well along the line. I just wonder if it was game. game management went with a Nuno thought. I think somebody put in our group chat that you know Warnock wouldn't have thought of that team sheet. He wouldn't have prepared yeah, for was, that. So that would mix it up. But also, did Nuno kind of think right? Let's play this to rest players and let's try and still be in the game as it were by half time and then I've got Costa and Cavalieri to put on second yeah. half but I did say I didn't know that like I think Costa was not playing I think he'd had baby baby Costa baby, baby mini Costa a baby Chino he's going to go for that he's going into the 23 he's like what I've heard <laughs> baby <laughs> Costa um, yeah so fair enough that, that, that's fine but um, it all worked out anyway <laughs> it all worked out in the end this is weird because when we were there not one person questioned it everyone thought, we saw the team and thought well that's attacking He's playing. He's playing Felby and Bonatini. I mean, the three of them are going to rotate, and they're not going to stay in one place. And we all thought the exact opposite that it, it was actually we were going to go at them. It's funny because like, all, all the Twitter comments are much different than that. They saw like, yeah. Steve from Sedgley. Steve Sedgley. <laughs> <laughs> Steve from Sedgley has gone. Oh, no, no, what are you doing? I think I think you know he's, he's earned a bit of faith by now. Yeah. No, no, it's come a bit of slack. But, yeah, it's. It was, yeah, the game management was superb. But then full time, and just the, the celebrations, and just just the cheer, like what the hell? Just what the hell have said, we just seen? After, after, was slung once the, the full time whistle, I said to my few mates, it was literally one of them like computer game moments where the end credits just, just, <laughs> just came down with some sort of like sci-fi keyboard going. That was it. It was perfect. You just don't, you can't buy moments like that. I said to you earlier, like an Aguero moment, missing two penalties in injury time. That doesn't. What odds would you have got on that before kick yeah, off to exactly. miss two penalties in yeah. injury time? <laughs> when you look in, you look in. We're mm. up, Dave. We're up. Champions of the lot. <laughs> I kind of get the feeling though the last few weeks that we've had that look that promotion look that you don't sometimes we've not had in weeks like Borough for example you know two sendings off they score in 94 minutes you think right that's it they still have a chance right at the end which goes wide so the downing chance at the end I still don't know how he missed that because there was there was a lot of the goal still gaping for him to hit it's just the same when he looks in he looks in yeah it's almost like the gods have looked at the uh, financial fair play rules and thought, we've actually passed this, so we can have some luck now. <laughs> we, we've only spent £2 million on our agents and not 5.5, like Villa. Yeah. Interesting. Look, look at the, like, the Nevers free kick, which is like, brilliant. And you've got you know, that chance that Gunnarsson had yeah. from literally yeah, Woody was like stuck in the Woody, he was beaten, wasn't he? Yeah. And on another day, Nevers, his free kick he scores from is the same as his first, and Gunnarsson goes in. Yeah, yeah. When he looks in, he looks in. We'll talk about John Ruddy because he, he saved uh, that first penalty and he's been criticised fair, fairly from us for the last few weeks and other people. Was this his day of redemption, perhaps? Has he written himself into folklore or is it just kind of his day but the, the jury perhaps is still out on, on, on the whole? John Ruddy is a superb keeper when he's busy. Mm. We've said that all season. The fact that he's got the best defence in the, in the league in front of him means... He gets he gets quite stupid at times. And switches off. We've got twenty clean sheets this season, which is the uh, most in the top four tiers. The it's team tough. has got twenty clean sheets this season. There's often there's often the trying to thought when like keep top teams want good keepers, they don't always look to the keepers who are the busiest because they make routine saves. You want the one with the best concentration, the ones who don't could, like like Roddy does for us, doesn't do anything for forty fifty minutes at a time, and then has to be switched on in that one minute. And sometimes in the league. It's been noted that you know he switches off at the most important mm. times, but uh, it's similar to like what was it Reading away? He had a good game. Yeah, Red- it's, it's similar to that as well. You know, yeah, he does have great games and good games, mm. and he's he's a good keeper. It's just these these few moments he has where he switches off can sometimes cost us silly goals. It's like the defense is too good for him because he's sitting, he's there on the beach, and then when he's being called on him, he's like yeah, Reading busy all game. Cardiff busy all game but then you've got others like Forrest when he was beaten because he was just daydreaming and he was mm. lobbed from what, 45 <laughs> yards out the Burton game the Burton there's, game there's a few isn't there where Norwich beaten in the last minute yeah yeah so we're saying that we're not letting John Ruddy have his but day John Ruddy is, I'll just beat, beat you know, four pack of Carlin to John Ruddy because he was superb 
and he was working man's man of the match. He was excellent. It was funny. Do you want to see the, Jake, the, the tweet from Jake Humphrey post game, yeah. basically saying that he was offered uh, Sunderland as well, and Jake Humphrey told him to go to Sunderland, and obviously John Richardson now I'm going to go to Wolves instead. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's why he's on BBC, uh, BT, and not Sky. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's a, going what decision now? Looking back, hasn't it? Really, I mean, Sunderland. Are, yeah, yeah. Well, they're down, really, aren't they? They they need like Kevin Phillips and Nile Quinn up front for them to get them out of this hole. And they're awful. Bring them back. They're awful. Sunderland are really awful. It was, it was a great save though from really because obviously he's a big guy to get down and palm it around the corner from the penalty was, mm. from his penalty save was. I thought the way Medine shaped up pretty much gave him the still direction. got to save it though. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it was it was a poor penalty. Cause he had way too much time to think about it because I mean, it was a good two, three minutes before he actually took the penalty, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And he actually, yeah. To be fair to him, he actually did look leaner than he has done. I don't know if that's some kind of... He's got nothing to do with the international break, so he's he's concentrating on himself a bit, but he did, he did look... There's something <laughs> on board at the gym. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but he did look more agile and, and more svelte than he has done. Mm. That might be something to do with it. Um, but that's why I'm... No qualms about Wednesday now because... Darby will pepper him, and he'll, he won't be bored for the for eighty four minutes or whatever it is, and then cock up. But yeah, absolutely superb on Friday. Well, we'll let him have his moment, will we? That's what we'll say. He's earned his moments. He's earned his moments. Uh, let's talk about the goal in the game. Uh, Neves' free kick. It was another classic Neves, wasn't it? Classic Neves. Keeper got a little touch to it, from what I noticed. But it doesn't matter too hard because Neves scores the wildest. Well, the comment, the commentary said it. Um, as he was running up to take it, he said, "You know, he's hoping that you know, second time's a charm because mm. his first one was ballooned, the high and wide, wasn't it? He was a tester, but yeah, someone call that a sight, wouldn't it? I'm, I'm a little bit lower next time, <laughs> and yeah, well, I mean, we've come, we've come to kind of almost expect. I mean, same way, same way, Barry Douglas when, when we get a free kick outside the area, there's an air of expectancy that it, at least it's going to hit the target, at least. You know, for, for England, when Beckham used to have five, and he'd always score the fifth. It was like, like that kind of thing, like the one against Greece. Um, yeah, that was the fifth, fifth one. He would had four attempts and pushing him, pushing him away. It's like, no, I'm still having it. But this guy's 21. It's just ridiculous. He doesn't look 21. He looks like he's in his <laughs> late 20s, early 30s. <laughs> but this is incredible. There was somebody tweeted the day that some. Uh, I say I don't. Re- I couldn't name anyone in the Portuguese squad apart from obviously one person. But talking about how there's a key midfielder out and basically Vin, uh, Vin, uh, basically Nevers is probably guaranteed a place at the World Cup mm. this summer because of it, which is is that he was the guy who kept him at the Porto side last season. Ah, okay. So, Redemptions. So, so guarantee Nevers' um, price is going to go up twofold, at threefold. Least. Yeah, <laughs> at least, at least. But it was a great goal. Just <sighs> have you seen the um, the the young Cardiff boy? Oh, the, the, the Cardiff the vlog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All they're singing about is Ruben Neves. Well, what do you expect? He was ten minutes of singing about Ruben Neves when the flares were all going off and everything, because he was he was what he's wonderful. Mm. He's a wonderful human being. Yeah. Well, the, the magic man is I've never heard him called before apart from on Sky on Friday. <laughs> uh, the, the key thing of the match though was not even in the match. It was post match and it was Neil Warnock. Good old Neil Warnock having his yeah. moment. Um, if it wasn't um, the pleasant chat he had with Nuno on the pitch just after the, the game finished, it was these post-match comments about Nuno's um, actions, as it were. How does everybody feel about this <laughs> first thing? Because should uh, the first question is: Should Nuno have shook Warnock's hand before he went off? Probably, and probably should have. But you, you, you're talking about human emotion here mm. in like the title decider game of the season. And after the madness that's just happened as well, do you really expect someone... No, he's, let me word it properly. It's probably not out the realms of possibility that someone might shoot off in celebration mm. and not the first thing in their head might not be, I've just got to shake this guy's hand before I go and do anything else whatsoever. No? Mm. That's not what Pete... That's not... Yeah. In Warnock said, this is what the British game is all about. But, but no, it's... It, you're trying to coach passion out of the game. No, you shouldn't be doing that. It's, it, it, yeah, it's. It's not even a passion. It's just natural. I mean, it, it was. It was literally seconds after the second, after the second penalty miss. Seconds. Mm. The final whistle was blown. So what? You're gonna turn to some little gremlin bloke next to you. Oh, well done. No, you gotta. You gotta. He's 44. That's what people forget. He's not an old bloke. He's he's a young guy who's 
as passionate and as agile and fit as these players. So he's going to leg it on the pitch. And that's, the thing, and that's the good thing about the age thing because Warnock's comments smack of like old boys game. Yeah, it's an old, school, school. We, old school mentality. We didn't, we didn't do it, that. Yeah. We didn't do that in my day. Mm. So you're not. You can't do it. That's what you're trying to say to Nuno. And I, I know it happened against Borough, but it is really in the context of one-off thing as well. If Nuno was doing that every single game with like a one nil win, but again, then you probably was... got okay. Maybe you should just think about this a bit more. But like you said, yeah, it's the again, passion that, that of the another, moment. That was another game with with high drama. Yeah. Well, if he was doing it at Burton at home, if we beat Burton three one home, <laughs> he could charge onto the pitch at the end of Burton, and we'd be going, "What are you, what are you doing?" <laughs> but these are two games where it, the emotions were high, and key mm. things happened against us. And he's probably he's not he's he's not had any part of the British game at all, mm. Nuno. So until this week, so Kenton, Borough and Cardiff, this is the first time anyone's had the moan at him about quote-unquote antics. But this happened when, 12, 13 years ago with Mourinho running down the touchline at Old Trafford. What's he doing? What's this young upstart doing? Are we doing this out of this, in this country mm. when they're not Man United at the Champions League? You're going to expect? He ran down the pit? He ran down the touchline? Yeah, because he's Man United at Old Trafford. Exactly. Yeah. We've just beaten our title rivals in the last minute, in the last kick of the game. After two failed penalties, it's, yeah. when emotions are my, I mean, Pulis even stuck up for Nuno after the game, saying like you, know, you understood that obviously the, the game got ahead of him. But after two, as I said, two failed penalties in injury time, you don't get that very often in such a pinnacle game of the season. As far as I'm concerned, Nuno should have took his top off and the lot. <laughs> Will Ryan Giggs against Arsenal, top off against all the way down the touchline past the Cardiff fans. It was that bigger moment for the season. I think, I think, I think she's done to me with Kets Bayer. Kick it <laughs> off, kicking the audience yeah. and everything. Yeah, electric shock there. Thanks to Nuno as well, because uh, post-game in the interview, he kind of he, he apologised to say, no, you'll go back and apologise to Warnock as well. And he apologised for the Borough incident, which you, you kind of think it was a bit slightly out of character for, for Nuno to mm. do such a thing, but very, very classy of him to do so. And then obviously Warnock does his lack, lack of class thing afterwards. Just a bit of poor show for Warnock that he had an opportunity there to go, all right, OK, I understand in the moment, but I will speak to him after the game. The whole, the whole thing was... in. I mean, at the time, I was, I was angry. I, was, I, I spent the rest of the night, I was up until half one on Twitter, just, uh, just annoyed. <laughs> I was, any, any tweet, anything about Warnock, I was just saying, disgrace, disgrace. Every single tweet, anything I could do, and I, I've calmed down a bit now, but I think the more I do think about it, what he said again, I start to get angry again. <laughs> but the two interviews, talking to you, so, so Nuno's come on and... Like I said, show this class, apologise, not just for this match, but for the previous match, uh, Pulis. And even the Sky commentator said at the end, that's that, that's really, you know, appreciate that. Mm. So then it's all set up for Warnock to come on and, just, you know, what a class interview that was. Warnock's just set, set, up, set up for him just to come on and say, yeah, fair enough. I'll but what's he said? I'm not even going to go back to my office until he's gone, back yeah. on the coach of Wolverhampton. I mean, <laughs> he's a 70-year-old child mentality from Warnock. It's, it's, I mean, it's just, I'm going to get annoyed again, but it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just okay, disgraceful. Disgr- on national TV, it's not, not only has he just been caught telling our managers to fuck <laughs> off seven times over, he's now, he's, now, he's now had the chance to redeem himself and he's made himself, he made himself look even worse. And now now, everyone just wants Cardiff to fail. I think because, is. well, if I'm social media, anything to go by. But now everyone's just turned against Cardiff. Not anything that Cardiff players have done. Just what then Nobed of a manager has said. Yeah, I think when you get people like people who've, who've worked on him or played against him, former players on Twitter absolutely rinsing him. I mean, Darren Hook could be coming out as well. Yeah, <laughs> of all people, and he's just a, he's just a joke. And he knows what he's doing. He's trying to deflect and whatever. But I don't think it is this time. I think he's, he's finally lost the plot. Well, that was the interesting thing, wasn't it? Is that no one was talking about Cardiff and the performance and losing. Cardiff played well. It's, it's all about yeah. Neil Warnock, isn't so it? This, Mike Dean must be really annoyed. Yeah, yeah. Start, yeah. Mike start, Dean, Dean look at that second penalty. The stance for the penalty it. was fantastic. <laughs> and you just saw if if that penalty had gone in, I think the headlines would probably would have been about was it the right decision? Was that a penalty? It would have been about old yeah. Deanie boy. I mean, it was a media dream that was yeah. for, for a media's wet dream oh, that all new Warnock and all the shit he was saying afterwards he trained all week for that stance <laughs> Dean was it like, was it like um, Jeremy Kyle where off camera like the presenter the interview was probably really rhyming up oh I know that Nuno was terrible wasn't he <laughs> so uh, Neil what do you think about his <laughs> Nuno's interview, the interview that's the first thing the interview the interview led him to that straight away he says is, that some, is this something you need to think about mm. you know, but, and, and Nuno class just said yeah I apologise. I like how he ch- chucked in there that I, wa- I was managing Champions League last year, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and now I'm in the Championship. I thought I'd love to be here. I think Rich. I think Rich put on the, on his Twitter saying that you know he was surprised that the interview for Warnock didn't perhaps press him a bit. Yeah, and I, go, kind of challenge him a bit and go, well, I, really, I, I, you're not going to yeah. speak to him. 
I said that to Rich as well. I said, I said, wouldn't it been great if the interviewer had said, wouldn't it, once Nick Warnock had said, I wish that we we have class in Britain. I said, wouldn't it be great if the interviewer just said, okay, so do you think you just evidence class yourself then telling, you know, swearing at our manager and, and now, are you showing class now? And it, it, would have, it wouldn't have been wrong about it. It probably would have no. just walked off and not interviewed with Sky ever again. But it would have been great. It would have been great if that was a question that was asked of him. Did you see Warnock's reaction when they scored the equaliser against Sheffield United? Did he take? Did you his, see him on did, the pitch doing that? Did he take that, oh, that top yeah, off? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the end of the game. He was giving it large, and then they just scraped the draw away at Sheffield United. That was like ninety fourth minute the yeah. equaliser, something daft like that. Mm. So the, his reaction then, and then times it by ten with the two penalties that they've missed. You'd have that emotion. You've seen. That's a good point though, because it's exactly the same as. Hypocrite Steve Bruce. Exactly the same. Yeah. The, oh, no, we don't do this. We don't celebrate oh, that. Oh, yeah, and he was hugging yeah. with the, yeah. the background stuff. Yeah, he's done it before and he's done it again. But he's a novelist, so we'll let him get away with it. But it's exactly the same. The two of them, they've tried the mind games. It doesn't work. Anyone who writes a novel is <laughs> exempt. Yeah, from exempt criticism. from criticism for being putting stupid. Warnock could probably tell you that, oh, I managed to shake his hand first, though, before I went on the pitch doing all that, like, shite. No, but that's just Warnock all over, isn't it? It's a massive. It's nothing. Well, there's many things worse than a hypocrite, but a hypocrite is, you know, that's what exactly what he is. He's, and he's just showing himself up because any one of us could go on Google and within five seconds find years worth of evidence of uh, yeah, Warnock. I think, I think back it's in class. I think he's done the rounds, a couple of videos of him doing not similar to Nuno, but kind of a, you know, yeah. showing that again. So the 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 Colin Wanker anagram has become so tiresome for me. <laughs> I'm I'm bored of it now. But the guy is literally a wanker. He's become a parody of his own anagram. <laughs> yeah. He's just a horrible guy. Sometimes you think, sometimes he says the right thing, you fully agree. You said you like a conversation yeah, with him. I'd, I'd, even now, I'd generally go and have a point with him because away from football, he seems like a, a good laugh. But he Straight just gets, down the line guy. Yeah. Knows but his football, but then just things like that. When he loses his mind, he's a nasty piece of I, work. I think we've said it before on this podcast that if Neil Warnock was a Wolves manager, you you'd, you'd rally behind him. You would you would actually love love him as the manager. I mean, ironically, like in the lead up to the game, he was actually on our side, but FFP, wasn't he? Yeah. He he actually was against all the other old dinosaur managers mm. and he was saying, "No, just if they sign Neymar, I don't I don't care." But that makes his job look makes his job look better than what he's done now doesn't it when yeah, he's been able to does. compete with us with not of course it does yeah and net and yeah it's ironic that he's, he was on our side but now I, I can only imagine that perceptions of him have changed mm. in the main especially but, he was given championship manager of the year or the season wasn't he <laughs> as well only yeah. what a couple of days beforehand well, I love that um, little collage picture where he had like the the Warnock manager of the season and like Nuno's manager of the month of all his staff yeah. that's class yeah well, gentlemen, we better actually talk about the game itself because the football match did happen. What were everyone's thoughts in, in the game in general? Were Wolves deserved winners over the, the 96 minutes on the, on the balance of play? We started off quite well. The first 10 minutes, I remember vividly, was like the house on fire because yeah. had a couple of shots in. Jorah had a chance, never had that one from long range. That's it, yeah. And then I think as the course of the game led on, we kind of got dragged down to their level with like the long balls and the game kind of... I think... I think actually, I'm trying to think who had the better chances. I know that we had Bonatini and Costa certainly had a chance to put it to bed. But then, like I said, they had that Gunnarsson shot that flew by. Bam Brad that header, didn't Bam they? Bam Brad the header, yeah. yeah. So it, it was actually quite a very even game, yeah. two contrasting styles. But, but as I said, I, I think we sort of regressed our playing style and went down to the. You know, we, we got into a bit of a scrap with it. You them. know what you're going to get with Cardiff? They're just direct yeah. aerial bombardments from. I mean. Long throws from like fifty yards away from the from the goal. It's just it's it's so ugly to watch. But you can't you can't fault it, it from getting yeah, it to where it, it, it works, works obviously it, yeah. at this level as well, doesn't it? it it's effective. I'm, I'm I'm amazed they haven't got a tail sponsor like Middlesbrough. It's exactly the same. Two weeks, two normal our way of football against prehistoric football, mm. and that's what it is. It's kick and rush, big ball in the air. Do what you can, muscle them out, but. That was the good thing about it, that we dealt with it this time rather than in August where we were all in awe of it mm, and we, we bottled it and we learned and we can now give it out as well. It was it was one of them things where we all knew what was going to, ha- going to happen and as soon as it started getting in the trenches, that's when the crowd started getting up. I mean, not them, they didn't sing once. I don't know if it came out on telly or not, but they were silent throughout the whole game. I mean, they might have been their biggest biggest crowd for 46 years or whatever it was. But they didn't... It was sellout, wasn't it? Well, what they say was the same. The top it was, was open, though. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see the red seats with the little men. 
Um, but there was a yeah, they, it was pretty much sold out. Um, but yeah, they were silent. It was just full of full of um, day trippers and. That's but, what happens now, though, doesn't it? Yeah. I've seen it a few times a season when it's been a sellout. But because yeah. half the people haven't been there, they often don't have the chance, that they're a bit reluctant to join in with the chance. When things get a bit, as you say, in the trenches, they're a bit nervous, and then that sort of spreads. But we, so yeah. I don't know when we're off, going. Off topic slightly and going to the Hall game, what did everybody think of the chance on the, the screens? No. The hall no, 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 no. Awful. Just don't do it. Is, is, uh, I don't agree with that. I don't know why. I think why they started have... doing it before the whole game, not necessarily the chance, but every time we got a corner, the, the Nuno fist bump yeah. against Leicester was just thrown upon the screen. It was. I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, things but... like that, and the, the we are wolves and the rotating head and stuff. Yeah, that's fine, but it's, I mean... it's the graphic that I don't like because it sort of like changes into some sort of like pixelated grey <laughs> thing, and makes Nuno look horrible. <laughs> the chance, the, yeah, they need to avoid that. We ain't. That's poxy, isn't it? I think I think it's something they're trying, but that's not. I don't think that's the finished article of what you see on screen. I think they're they're trying to do something, but that wasn't how it yeah. was supposed yeah. to have turned out. They tried it; it failed badly. And it, I mean, the, it kind of having them on screen, it, it kind of forces you to kind of join in with it, and it's not organic. It doesn't work. I mean, everybody, they've had it at Villa. Oh, we've got a thing now, everyone. Football fans I mean, don't oh, like being told to do that. You know what exactly Wolves fans are like? They, they, you tell, them, tell them they should do something, they won't do it. They'll sing some else. Reverse psychology. The way it'll be perceived is, they'll see something on screen about, oh, hell, the cost are, they'll straight away, they'll go, well, I ain't singing that now. What if we don't put the words, oh, I'm going to sing now. If you just put up on the words, don't sing ever, we may sing. It's just daft little things, you know, giving them a chance. Now, whenever you get an announcement in the safe bank, um, all the safe bank just literally flick the V's back at the cameras whenever there's an announcement. So when you when you tell the Wolves fans to to do a particular chant at a particular time, it just ain't gonna work. We're too stubborn to to be pushed along that way. And it, it, it's kind of like going back to the original screens with a Hey Gringo and Mexican Wave and Magic Sponge bouncing across the screen. That was that was '90s stuff. And it was it was you bring that back now. It's funny, but you don't have words on the screen. You grow up. Did did uh, uh, on the chance was there like a little football on top of all the words going <laughs> no, along, no. telling you how when well, to sing certain words? It it kind of came up like the words came up onto the screen from that, like from the middle, like a karaoke. Can't we yeah. have like a little Nuno head going across <laughs> all the words? Shows you how to sing them. I prefer a Jeff head. Yeah. So when, <laughs> when it says "Hey, Helder Costa," the the, um, the word got bigger in the middle, so it was "Hey, like that." Not an audio feature, but. Um, yeah, so it kind of was emphasised when to sing it and how to sing it. It was just nonsense. Anyway, back to Cardiff. Um, any particular notable played wells, not so played wells in that game? Bonatini, I think it be the only negative. But I, he, st- he did okay. He, he should have buried that one chance that he had, but he's, I, I don't think anyone was below an 8 out of 10. No, he's, <laughs> that's the thing with him. He's not good enough and he's massively out of form, but he still doesn't hide. He'll still try and try and try, even though he, nothing's coming of it anymore. He'll still try. So you, you, you can't really have a go at the bloke. He's being picked and he's, he's doing his best. Yeah, he's just not good enough. There was no one, no one shrieked anything. Everyone was putting the bodies on the line. Not like Cody at Middlesbrough and and Bolly the Wall, but he didn't look like he was ready for the physical side of the game at the start of the season, and he seems less mm? now with yeah. it. But I think even when he was in his goal scoring. Peak. There's still fans questioning if we go up. I don't think we should sign him anyway. Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in. That includes a Nectar mattress, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com and get hugged. Yeah. Because the doors are open to us when we do go up means, do, do we really want to spend money mm. on having him in the team? Would, would he actually even play if we, when we have, yeah. when yeah, we yeah, have yeah. Uh, what's his face, Andre Silver up front? Which we will. Cristiano Mendes going to pull some strings one last payday <laughs> they call it the city of dreams oh ok <laughs> that's interesting they're only market and everything because they've, they've got a dreams bed store at <laughs> Bentley Bridge um, anyone else at all played well until we, before we get into working man's man of the match 
Obviously Neves. Cody, apart uh, from the penalty. Yeah. I thought he was solid again. Some of the times he, he drops his shoulder on strikers and they literally just fall over the majority of the time because he, he, he spins them that easy. I think that it was glaringly obvious how much we missed. All for the uh, the great work of Oscar Burr. Um, Doherty. Just, just, just Doherty being there. It's just everything's just so much more balanced. It's just a relief to have both Nevers and Doherty back. I think Sage played well considering that was his third 90 minutes in the week. I think he did. He did quite. Yeah. Well. He did, I think he did. He didn't do anything wrong, particularly wrong. He got his. Uh, got his customary booking. So that's a, it's Man- a, mandatory. That's a good market. That is it's a mandatory fair. booking. Oh yeah, I did get in on that as well. Safe booking is part of the uh, printing bet- printing money. Bed builder. <laughs> did Douglas even have a shot? Yeah, did we all? I put. Yeah. I, we, every, we all had like Douglas as part I of. Th- the, I yeah, think I we all. I think Douglas even had a shot all game. Did he? I think we all put a bet on Douglas, didn't we? At some point. I don't know what. I, I, I just wait. Odds bumped up by about 40, 40 to one. I think <laughs> so. They obviously knew something we didn't. Oh, so we do working man to man of the match, gentlemen. We've got an email about it as well in a sec. But let's let's we regale us all with who we thought our working man to man the match was. Jonathan Ruddy. Jonathan Ruddy gets it from Stu. You're a toth, doth the ear cap and you fall back a carling. Anyone else for your working man's man of the match? I want to do it. You know how like um, bookies have like markets without the favourite. Mm. I'll do my working my man's match without the favourite, which is never. <laughs> and I'll, I'll also go for Ruddy. I think that penalty save. Uh, I probably just give it to him as well. To, after that, to be fair, but yeah, it right. was. I think him. Yeah, him will do it too. But I will go with Ruddy. And the good thing about it as well that they that the amount of balls that were obviously going to come into the box, and he he ain't been the best recently. He caught everything. He was commanding. Mm. He, didn't, one, he didn't look nervous at no, all, did he? He was, he was soaked up, and there was, from even the first mini, because there's a bit of anxiety as soon as he, he moves. Um, but he just looked commanding. Look, you, you shall not pass. He was, yeah, absolutely superb. Dan, who are you going for? I'm going to give it Ruddy with Neves in the market. <laughs> I just just because I think he. Just in spite of Adam. <laughs> yeah, Neves had a good game. Obviously, the free kick was £15.8 million worth, or whatever the fee was. But Ruddy, so saying, every aerial bombardment, he was there. The defence as a whole handled everything that they chucked at us. Two penalties, what well, one penalty save, and I still think um, he gave Hall at the eye, so he knew he knew Hall it was going to miss. <laughs> he'd missed, but I believe Medina had already missed before he'd even stepped up because it took that long for him to actually take the penalty. But yeah, because the, the second penalty, it seemed it still hit the underside of the crossbar slightly to me and came out. The bottom half of the crossbar. Yeah, that close. All that close. It's like the four o'clock on the rounds. Yeah. <sighs> We're that close to uh, it. Not talking so happily about it. Although Neves, is, they said that one earlier that Neves has got the most goals outside the box in the league. Five. Of course he has. That, that, that was a <laughs> funny say. He's only he's only had three three touches, yeah. three touches in the opposition box all season. He scored five from outside the box. The guy, the guy's unreal. The guy's unreal. He's an alpha male. Yeah, he's a king among men. <laughs> Future Portuguese captain he's. Once Ronaldo stepped aside, he'll take side his place. Side aside. Does say? So? I think he said stepped aside, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, There we go. Anyway, email when he's retired. Yeah. <laughs> Rare email as we always get from uh, Mr. David Westwood emailed us about uh, four pack of carding. Is the title of the email? Does he want one? <laughs> uh, he may do actually he may do uh, so hello podcasters as you've been yearning for emails I thought I'd drop you this mail to add to your now no doubt bulging virtual mailbag because yes we are too many emails to read out on this podcast too many emails so you're probably wondering what, what is this email about then uh, so he starts off with uh, being a keen home brewer beer uh, bear with me here I listen to the home brewing podcast which comes from the US in which the producer speaks each week <laughs> to a knowledgeable guest on vari- uh, varying subjects to do with making of beer right are we with us so far Shoes face <laughs> it's lit up like a Christmas tree uh, one of the most frequent guests and indeed my favourite by a country mile is one Dr Charlie Bamford uh, who is an endowed professor of brewing and malting sciences at the University of California at Davis very nice, very nice. Uh, this is a prestigious position in the academic world of brewing. Uh, Dr. Bamford hails from Wigan, and his knowledge of science involved in the brewing is breathtaking. In one episode, the talk turned to his origins and the fact that he had written many books and even one on soccer, inverted comments, goalkeepers. The host asked, uh, who is your team? Is it Manchester United? No, he replied, it is Wolverhampton Wanderers. A lifelong fan, he went on to say his ambition as a child was not to be a brewer, but to be a goalkeeper for Wolves. 
Now, the point of the email in which David points out. Uh, before leaving England and going to the US, he worked for Bass and headed up their brewing. He and his team developed and produced the best-selling beer in the UK, namely Carling Black Label. How apt that your four-pack of uh, working man's and ma- man's and match seems to be invented by this very said man. That was the reason, wasn't it? That's where he came up with the, the four-pack of Carling, because <laughs> of Mr Bamford, yeah? Of course, yeah. Bamford or Bamford? Bamforth. Oh, I said Bamforth, I think. Let me check the email again. But yeah, there we go. Email. Should we all get goalkeeper tops with Bamforth on the back? <laughs> and we can hand them out instead of the four-pack of Carlin. Yeah, Bamforth. I don't know why I said Bamford for some reason. Dr. Bamforth, congratulations. A very good anecdote. Yeah. Favourite Wolves goal is strip, and we'll get it with Bamforth on the back. <laughs> oh, no. That's all right. Do you remember that? The green one, that Mike Starwell without the black. That was my favourite one. I think he had like black pads. Yeah, like black pads. stripes at the top yeah. as well. Good year the, sponsor. Yeah, the I green know. one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the green one had the, a black W with a red. It was red shoulder pads, wasn't it? Or yeah, because the away. Nah, before that. Oh, yeah, the, the, um, the, green, the green one with the, the nutmeg one with the two black stripes. That's it, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the first guy the top I ever had. So I'm going to go with that one. I never, I've, I'm scaring eBay every week to try to find that in my size now. Um, I don't think I'd find it an extra large portion of the <laughs> hour, to be honest. Well, we like your emails, anecdotes and stuff like that, podcast at wolvesfancast.com, and we'll, we'll read them out. Gentlemen, finish off Cardiff then. Um, what a key win, really. What an absolutely key win. We're going to ruin them like we're ruining Bristol City. I'm so glad you finished that sentence with the <laughs> Throw your money on Fulham now. Yep, absolutely. I think they're going to be completely demoralised now. Yep. Um, I mean, Bristol City with it. I mean, look at the... Was it the week after they got spanked by Villa? Um, it, it was much longer after what we did to them. You can see that happening again. But, you know, Dave. just like Bristol City. I mean, I still hear commentators say how much they've fallen since they lost that game to us. Yeah. It's an annual occurrence, though, yeah. is Bristol City. They are uh, exceeded anyway, didn't they, yeah. when they was pushing us oh, over Christmas. My, my dark horse expectation <laughs> was doing so well. <laughs> it was doing so well. But all in all, gentlemen, uh, what what a which, which will be seen as a um, vital and... It's a it's key a big, win in the season. As big as the uh, Derby Keo win. Oh, it throw, was, he's putting it up there. Throwback. Shut yeah. up, Marlon Airwood. <laughs> it was also a, a gun bar. It was also a vital and key for my bet as well. Yeah. <laughs> it would be forever known as the Marlon Harewood moment. Anything like this now is the Marlon Harewood moment. Yes. We have our Muscat moment as the opposite one. Yeah. This is the Marlon Harewood moment. Fathead versus Wanker on Tuesday. He's, he's massive for them two teams. If Cardiff drop points again, that's it. Fulham all, they'll take our <sighs> massive game. If they lose that game, I still believe that I can be caught by six or seven. Well, what lovely permutations after uh, Villa's lost to Norwich that uh, Villa can no longer catch Wolves at all this season. Stat of the day. That was How lovely is that? I was walking the dog earlier. I was thinking, forget mine the gap, it's mine the leagues from now on. <laughs> we'll never play you again. Yeah. Well, I was just I was walking the dog. You think stupid things when you walk the dog, didn't you? So you Fulham, Fulham, you Mill, Fulham there could finish second, and then Millwall sneak into sixth. Because <laughs> Millwall, Millwall, Millwall are on the Fulham esque run of form no, as well. Wolves reserves beating Villa in the playoff final. All glorious. Ben Marshall showing class. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible Fulham's, uh, Fulham's uh, run as well for the end of the season is very good as well. Very favourable. Yeah. But I think they have got. I think they might have Millwall still to play Fulham. I'm Brentford. thinking. Yeah, Fulham. Up. Fulham got Millwall and the Fulham got Millwall as well. Well, should we talk about the next game, gentlemen? It's Wednesday night against Derby County at home. Permutation Street, gentlemen. Permutation Street. Permutation Street. So Does it have a Rovers return. Doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> little, it's a nice little cul-de-sac. <laughs> uh, so basically, it's basically Fools win and Fulham draw or lose uh, to Reading. After Fulham, I presume, are playing Wednesday as well. No, are they playing Tuesday? Gone before us, I think. <gasps> So if Wolves win and Fulham draw or lose to Reading, Wolves go up. Uh, both wins uh, for They've Wolves. got Reading. Reading at home. That's, yeah, that's, that's three points, mean. isn't it? So it's an ask for saying So the Fulham Birmingham promotion day is it's fast yeah. arriving. So if Wolves win and Fulham draw or lose to Reading, uh, Wolves go up uh, against Derby. Uh, a win for both teams means if Wolves beat uh, Birmingham on Sunday. Uh, next Sunday, Wolves go up as well. Um yeah, and that's the permutation, really. Oh, but also, if Wolves win a derby midweek, we'll be looking at uh, Fulham's game on Saturday tea time against Brentford at home, which will be on the telly. And obviously, if Fulham draw or lose that game after a midweek win, then Wolves will be promoted before that game. Four points out of the next two won't get promoted, will it? If we draw against Derby, then beat Blues, will that get us? 
I don't think so. I think people have been saying five points, yeah, haven't they? Five. Oh, that's a pity. Oh, I hate it when we go down to points. Could you get five <laughs> points? No, just be promoted. We've got a good record against Derby recently, though, haven't we? At home, yeah. Uh, it always seems to be at home. I mean, we do better. George Savile, two goals. I mean, we was awful. Jeremy Allan on the on the wing. <laughs> Still love that quote from the Alex. Priest. Yeah. Still love, love that quote from Alex Sebesti. Worst thing that George Savile did at Walsh was score. Yeah, and he kept him here. Uh, Derby, of course, uh, won their last game three 0 at home against Bolton. Uh, they're fifth at the moment with sixty eight points, uh, three points above seventh place. And they've won the last two as well, but they, they hadn't won in nine before that. I those two say, games. I, I, don't, I don't really see this game being too much of a problem because prior to that win, they were doing the normal derby bottle job as they, yeah. they, they, they are, as much as annual occurrence as when, still is. They so are derby. really the walls of the nineties, aren't they? They they have they always seem to have yeah. a great team every year, and just something happens. <laughs> yeah, they just implode. When they got battered by Sunderland the other week, I thought that was derby done. That was a dreadful they, game, though. That both teams are dreadful in that game. As soon as the first goal went in for Sunderland, massive deflection. You're just like you could tell, like the the vibe in the stadium. Yeah. There was like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, they're just. They're, it's almost like they are expecting it here as well. It's uh, it's gonna yeah. be another, another sellout um, on Wednesday night. Team wise, do we think that Nuno you know, will go back to your tried and tested full strength eleven? Because the last couple of games with um, <coughs> suspensions and what he's had to mix up slightly. But do we think your classic? Starting eleven that we've seen in the last couple of weeks. I think one of Costa and Cavalera will be on the bench. Yeah. yeah, I think it's best to have one of those. One, one of those three. Play, I think. Yeah. I think Yotto he needs to be on the bench. Play. I think Jota. Well, if he's, he needs to recover still, doesn't he? Yeah. He's playing his way into fitness, eh? mm. and yeah. we can carry him doing that. Um, they ain't got the quickest of defenses, have they? Richard Kerr is still there. Who's their centre back? They got Kurt, shackle playing. They got Davis. Curtis Davis at the back of they? Yeah, they have. Yeah. Um, have they still got Huddleston? Huddleston, yeah, playing yeah. as he's suspended. Um, a good mate, Andy Vyman. They got Vyman. They got Vidra. Yeah. Vidra's yeah, the top, top scorer. Going forward, they're not bad. Is Vidra got twenty goals this season? Top scorer. I can't remember the exact number, but he's top scorer. Um, and obviously they got Nugent and Jerome as well. Um, the difference. But they're gonna. That's the good thing about them, mate. That they're not gonna. They're not yeah. gonna come and they're sit not, back. Yeah, they're not gonna sit yeah, back because they, they need can, those points, don't they? Yeah. To, to secure that playoff space. Playing to her hands. Mm. Uh, a phobia up front, I'm presuming. I this one, I would I'll, choose a phobia up front. I think I'd you'll go Costa, Cavan, Jota three on the, Wednesday. The Holy Trinity. Yeah. I'd prefer to have one on the bench, to be honest, personally. One of the three to bring goal. I think a phobia will I, I still think a phobia will start. It'd be like Yotta and Cavalero, mm. I would say, that start. It's irrelevant anyway, because we're going to win, regardless of who we play up front. <laughs> <laughs> Put enjoy up front again. Bright Donovan Wilson up front, still win. Oscar Burr ride right at the front three. Yeah, Oscar Burr. Oh, the Rasmus. It is the quiz, quiz question for all ages now. Everyone's going to know the answer to who's who scored that. Oh right, okay. Not just who he is. Rafa Mir. Rafa Mir. Bring him back. Why not? Just just throw him on. I think that that was um, one of. Uncle George's recycling processes with, with Mia. I still think he's uh, going to make the grade here. No, he's... You say that, and then he starts the first Premier League game of the season. Yeah, at home to. I remember when Myra was scored in the first Premier League game of the season. Was it? Was wasn't it? Did it was, just, his, Blackburn, was, no, it was on his game, debut, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Debut, yeah, it was like a consolation goal, wasn't it? And I thought, yes, here we go. He's going to be an asset well, to us. This he time. did look decent on YouTube, to be fair. But I think they signed the wrong one because was, there was a Hoffer as well who played up front for him, wasn't there? And I think it was a little one. And he looked everyone good. looks decent on YouTube. Majanji Beer looked good on YouTube. <sighs> I still think Majanji Beer. Probably so did Finkler was a, as well. Was a gem. Guillaume Finkler looked good on YouTube as well. <laughs> There's a good YouTube video I would I'd advise the listeners to have a look at. There's a, a highlight reel of Meyer Hoffer playing against, I think it's Kazakhstan for Austria. Um, it's got like some funny music. Basically, all his like touches are more full. He, he doesn't win an header. He, he barely gets like half a foot off the ground. It's just it's worth watching. And uh, a highlight reel with uh, scooters. How much is the fish in the background? If you ever get a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll go nicely. We'll we'll tangent nicely onto Twitter corner. People's questions they send in. We summarise them and answer them back for them through the uh, the medium of podcasts. Uh, Andy Smith, anyone got any football-related superstitions and what are the weirdest you've ever heard from others? Is there anybody any football-related superstitions on match days in general? I can't mind now that I'm not quitting my hand until we, we won the league. Did you I try to go Cardiff? Your... Yeah, I, 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 ever since the Villa game, 
I don't know why I did it, but um, for the following game after Villa, was that Reading? Yeah, it was Reading that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I strained my hair, the bottom of my hair, because it was all really curly silly. Um, and ever since then, I've strained my hair before the game. We yeah, lost, have we? Well, it's all down to shoe straightening. So we'll th- never that, lose that again. Gonna, that's going to continue. Um, but it's like if I've got if I have the same underwear for a game and we win it, they're washed and put in a separate section. So I'll put them on the day of the game. So don't be football at least. No, no, no other time of the day, no other time of the week. It's just things like that. I always do it. Non-extreme superstitions. I'll, ne- I'll never bet on Wolves to win, and I hate people telling me that they think Wolves are going to win. So when we, every time we do the prediction round here, I hate it. <laughs> I, I hate people predicting Wolves going because I feel like it's going to be like some sort of. Let's do predictions for Derby, by the way. We've forgotten about that. Thanks, Dan, for bringing that up. Dan, what's your prediction for Wolves Derby? 2 0. <laughs> yeah, 2 0. 2 0. 4. 4 0. Oh, just 4. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's still going to happen. Someone decent is going to get spanked. So 4 0. I'll say 2 0. Why not? 2, yeah, to Wolves. Anyway, any superstitions, anyone else? I don't have superstitions. I used to, I think back when we was in the Premier League under Dave Jones, I wore the black away kit to every home match where we went through a run of not losing at home. I don't think it was that long a run, but um, I, I don't think we lost at home for like about a month or two. Or something. And I, I, the black, I, think cause I wore the black home kit for the first one of that run. I thought, I'll keep wearing this again. And I think we got spanked by someone eventually. So I thought, I don't believe in superstitions anymore. <laughs> I just threw it off and then I thought, well, that's that bollocks done. I what? used to have, um, I, used to, I still have it in the wardrobe, but I used to have a red frog, not a live one, just a, 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 a stuffed, like a, a cuddly toy frog mm. that we got from, um, I think it was it was Cambridge Services, so either Norwich or Ipswich away, and we were just, something to do, uh, just how, do you, how did you rank those services out of 10? It's all right, decent. Six, decent of six, six, seven. Okay, that's a good services. Yeah. Um, no bother it's no, gloss, no Gloucester services oh, that's, no. A, that's a nice service that's isn't it? like the Champions League of service stations <laughs> Gloucester services my god you feel like you have to take your shoes off with yeah, you, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I had this red frog that I put in my back pocket just for years and then we got relegated twice I thought oh, I can't take Fred out again anymore when I was a kid and used to play football manager if we were like if, if whoever team was if we were winning a big game and I'd notice I'd, I'd be in a certain position on the chair. <laughs> I'd make sure I wouldn't move for the rest of the game because I used to think that if I move slightly, the computer might decide, oh, well, I'll score for the other team. So you just freeze. Come on, don't lose, don't lose, don't lose. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that kind of thing happens if, if I've got a coat on or not at the match as well. If I, if I take my coat off in the first half and we're winning, I can't put it back on then. I'm similar to things like that. Just say like I go to the Wolves Didn't game help. and I'll, <laughs> I'll buy a cheeseburger at the ground for some reason. If I, if we won that game, I'll, have, I'll make sure I have a cheeseburger. The <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I rarely eat in the ground. So just definitely, I think I'm wearing like coats and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'll do, I'll, something like that, I'll, I'll keep the run going. Uh, Chris Wood, if you could have your own personal Wolves Mount Rushmore, what four faces would you put other than Steve Ball? So the classic Mount Rushmore, you've got your four Wolves legends who would be on your, your Wolves Mount Rushmore. No, no. not Steve Ball. No, no, Jeff, George. <laughs> and Laurie, obviously. Don't leave Laurie out. Man of the people. Laurie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nuno, Neves, Malcolm Mara, um, Robert Taylor. Chris <laughs> Mezzard have like four poor butlers on his. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth. Hmm. Mike Stowell. Oh, Stowley. Yeah, I used to love Stowley's kids. Stowley would be a mine. As well. yeah. Yeah. Stowley would be a mine. We're showing our age here because you get like the older ones. Or say like Billy Wright, <laughs> Derek Dugan, John Richards. Well, you, some people that do podcasts might have never seen Mike Stowley play. You never know, do you? No. no. Uh, yeah, Stowley would be a mine. I, can't, I couldn't put Nuno on there yet. Why? No, Is he the best Wolves manager in our lifetime? Yes, he is. It's a fact. I can't go down this rabbit hole without being ridiculed. This is an entirely different podcast about this, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> I, know where you, I know where you're coming from, Dave, but we've already seen in the future. I'd put Stel- yeah. Stelly, Majanji Boyer. <laughs> um, oh, no, I, could- I think you're all forgetting one key player. I think we're all missing off Alan Nielsen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, no one's mentioned him yet. Yeah, there are people I could put on there that people would wholeheartedly disagree with. Easily. Put it out later. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else, Adam? Your uh, your Mount Rushmore four. Yeah, that's got to have Stell easily. I think uh, I'm trying to think over the years who else I really, ultimately, absolutely love. Ebanks Blake. Ebanks Blake. Put out there. 
Mick. Yeah. You could have like Mick Rushmore for <coughs> managers. You could have like your Nuno, Mick. Uh, and half of Dave Jones. Dave Jones. I think you'd have to we'll, put Dave we'll Jones. we keep Dave Jones there. on there. And then... Uh, Dean Saunders. Dean Saunders, obviously. <laughs> and then, yeah, him or, him or Stahl at the end. Or Colin Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Not Rob Edwards. Permanent managers only yeah. on this one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, oh, if we, oh, yeah, but that ruins the, the whole Albion have had more managers than points game if you're counting permanent managers. They can have their own little silly Mount Rushmore, <laughs> can't know where their shit managers. <laughs> well, tell us what your uh, Mount Rushmores would be. Uh, well, Chris B3 Chris. Very nice. Chris B, Chris B Real Chris. No, Chris B3 Chris. Chris B3 Chris. Chris B Chris. Chris B Chris, baby. Rice Krispies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what other bits of British etiquette does Nuno need to learn? Queuing. He needs Q-ing, to form yeah. a good queue before yeah. he comes out to the game. And he needs to know the properly. rules of the queue as well. Kind of looking over people's shoulders, tutting. No talking. To- yeah. Uh, British etiquette. Good question, by the way, Chris. That is great. That's that a good question. British etiquette. Cool. Well, he's, no, he's already mastered one saying sorry when he doesn't need to say sorry. <laughs> and he's, got, he's mastered that one already. So Weather spoons one. before Greg's of an afternoon. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you go if you go to Greg's first and you have a sausage roll <laughs> or a steak bake, then you got that tasting rain and you can't taste the ale properly, can you? So if but if you work up an appetite, then it, the Greg's taste better. You feel like you're spending more money than you are. It's, it's genius. You're so the backbone Britain of Britain. You are <laughs> the backbone of Britain, right there. By the way, backbone of Britain. Weather spoons and Greg's. Yeah, <laughs> that is the backbone of working man's Britain. Holding the door open for someone and saying thanks but not looking at them. That's just rude. No. Yeah. That's rudeness. Well, holding the door open is a good start. Yeah. Uh, trying to think of British etiquette. What? We should know this. Really. We should, no, I just wouldn't know. I'm just scum when it comes to this. <laughs> Horrible guy. <laughs> but saying sorry, it, it, and when you don't need to say sorry, is a key one, I would think. Calling a phone number and expecting to be on hold for a while. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then moaning about the cost of the premium phone. Yes, one. when it's a free phone number. Yeah. <laughs> um, Moaning about things in general. Yeah, just moaning. I would say. I think Adam's going to just research instead for us. No, I want nothing. Nothing. Uh, it's all about dining etiquette. This is. So oh, right, okay. Dines properly and passes fork and spoon in the right. The right. Uh, does he need to put? Does he need to put his mayo in the fridge? Oh, let's not go into that. I don't like mayo. <laughs> Mayo's horrible. Tipping is British etiquette. We don't do it, do we? No. So he no needs to stop. he doesn't tip anyone in like Fuyumi or somewhere where he. Why would you tip? Things. Exactly. British, I hate Brit- I hate Americans. They ruin the country. <laughs> they ruin the world. You tip in. Pay them properly in the first place. You don't need to tip. Them. That's the job. Living you wage. You don't pay someone Living to wage. do the job on top of the payment they get from their employees. Living wage. Unless, although, on ca- on a on a if you got a decent couch driver like we have Jeff the Atherton for a whip round on the couch, tax free. Um, that's worth it if you if they've got. An, Beyond allegedly tax free. <laughs> no, it is tax free. Beyond the pale, and they've got you there quicker than they should have done. Then there's then there's a reason. But that is the only only time I ever have. Ever will. You, you're glad you asked me back. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a fair point. I, I understand where you're coming from there. But like someone bringing out your plates of food at a restaurant and yeah, taking your plates I'm, away. I'm not tipping you for that. Nonsense. Sorry, you you haven't cooked my meal. I'll tip the chef if it was really good meal. Has anyone actually ever done that? Tip the chef, it was a good meal. Have you done that, Dan? Oh. No, I've never done <laughs> He's that. never had a good meal. Never had a good meal. Good I, I only have such a sandwich, I'm going to myself. <laughs> this, pod, this, pod, this podcast just got a lot more real. Yeah. yeah. Conversation. <laughs> uh, final question from Jack. Uh, rank Middlesbrough, Cardiff, and Bristol City away this season in terms of best away days? That's a great question, that is. And also, what if, that just shows what a great three away games we've had out of those three. I think Jack will appreciate that. Jack did tweet that he was going off us slightly this week, and uh, he appreciated him on the tweet, so he, he brought it back. So I think you'll like that even more. So uh, Middlesbrough, Cardiff, Bristol City, in terms of best away days, rank it. You have to have uh, this one, sure. We'll say worst to best. I think in terms of magnitude of the results, I'd put Cardiff top. Well, it's your choice. You can then you to. I'll probably... I'll probably put Middlesbrough second. It just goes recent, doesn't it? You... 
think Bristol was huge at the time because they was putting pressure on us. Yeah, and then ultimately they're not even a rival anymore. Exactly, so that, that, yeah. that reduces that. Middlesbrough were never a rival, apart from the opening day of the season. Yeah, but I mean, that was just the adversity of it, wasn't it, against two two sent off. Yeah, that's that is the only thing you can judge it on because Middlesbrough wasn't. They were a playoff rival, but it was twenty minutes back to the wall. And it was yeah. us, us against them. Oh, you see, he had a brilliant performance against Mr. Atwell yesterday. Yes, I saw. Um, Joker. <laughs> but yeah, Middlesbrough. Where was he refereeing at? Um, was it Leicester? Was it Newcastle? Was it Newcastle? It wasn't that one, was it? I know he, he was. Um, he was whatever it was. It was he controversial again. He didn't send that proper off, did he? He was. It was. It was Morris. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Morris a penalty. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, that was a proper job. Mike Dean's son in there, it's fast becoming. But it's, we've had it for seven years, haven't we? Every time we have, well, we know, you know what you've got to get. Um, yeah, Middlesbrough, it was good at the time, but it, in the grand scheme of things, it got, got us back on track, but it wasn't defining. Mm. So why would you go Middlesbrough, Bristol, I Cardiff? Think Cardiff, the last, the last three minutes and the way it deflated them, but. Bristol City because of the run we were on and because the run they were on at the time that's going to be the best one because even the celebrations at the end at Bristol City was, was more intense than it was at Cardiff even though Cardiff lasted longer so yeah Bristol City for we me. were pretty much dead and buried at, at Bristol City yeah exactly we came back from the came back from the brink brink of de- despair and it was I mean we I couldn't see when we went down to 10 men any way out of that Frankie Fielding was a big player in our season this year because <laughs> yeah. that moment pretty much once we got, once he got sent off and Douglas scored the free kick, it was. We just came back into it, didn't we? And then Cav as well. Yeah, I mean, it, well, when you know, I said that they practice playing with ten men, which if you practice playing with ten men, you know you're going to go down to ten men at some point. Mm. Um, and it showed. I mean, the, how we played at Man City as well, when we were disciplined and back to the wall. And we, we can play like that if we need to be. You know, we don't get to end ten, but it's the defensive aspect of it, and even. With ten at Bristol, I didn't see us coming out of the. It thought, well, damage limitation at best. Yeah, Frankie Fielding did one, and that's the moment of the season for me. Anybody else for your your three ranks best away days? I said I, I still put Cardiff as mine just because the, the nature, the magnitude mm. of the game. Then the other two, I probably yeah I probably would switch from Millsborough and Bristol around, but I still have Cardiff top. Dan, yeah, I'm going Bristol City first. I think because at the time it was just it was huge. These Middlesbrough and Cardiff was just the icing on top of moments like that. Mm. Your, your season goes one way or another because we, we dropped points before Bristol City. Mm. They, everyone was putting the pressure on. I don't even know what the points difference was at that time, but I know it would have been a lot closer than it was now. Oh yeah, yeah. Good I mean, there's, there's other things as well. Like Hull, when we when we beat Hull away, that was a massive statement yeah. as well, mm. and. It was so unexpected, really, given... Yeah, we ain't got a good record there, and they were just re- recently relegated, mm. and we didn't win. Even, even beating Derby, what, second game, was it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I said it there, I said after Derby, it's on record, that we'll win the league. Mm. Easy, after Derby, I said, this, this team's got to win the league. No doubt in my mind. And there hasn't been all season long. We proved right, both of us. Um, Point to me there, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Adam, audio this is Adam speaking. <laughs> Unexperienced. <laughs> But no, yeah, I think Derby, Derby should be in that in that as well because it was a statement of intent. So we are here, we are better than everyone, apart from Sunderland who we've yet to beat, but surely will. Reading was under the cosh as well, weren't we? Away, yeah. yeah. That you... was Reading was more of a, like a professional ground out performance rather than spectacular. I suppose you can rank it as spectacular because it was ground out, and we're not really. Well, at the time, we were just all about flair. But we've only got Sunderland to beat now. Just Sunderland. That's for the full set. Five it? games to go, gentlemen, and five points required. That's it for the uh, bonus podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to the sponsors Hill and Smith Limited and Opera Creative. Follow us on social for your lols and trolls. This Topping Wolves Fancast, and you'll find us there as well. And we'll be back post Derby, where it could be it. Could be done, gentlemen. You never know. Have we got a pod after Derby? Uh, we have one scheduled, yeah. Okay. Scheduled. Okay. <laughs> That's concerned. No, I thought I was on that one, but I just assumed this was that one. It's bonus. Is it bonus does, one. Does this count in the actual numbered order? Of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. Uh, yeah. So, so when, when you get like the, the, the Doctor Who specials that you have to watch them in, sep- they're, they're sold separately. But when you have to watch them in order, you have to kind of mess it up. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you, I'm you, just going to nod and agree. <laughs> I saw the X Files when you put the, the two X Files films. One was off after season five, and the other was after the original series ended. Like, we really yeah, I hate films and stuff where they go out of order. Just keep them in chronological order. What's the true order, order of Star Wars? What, what do you mean? How you watch it? As in, the first three are actually four, four five, five, and six. six. Yeah, but then there's. Yeah, he, that's what we're kind of Basically, there. what okay. happened is Star Wars went, hang on a second, we can make some money out of making more Star Wars films. Let, let's set them before the earlier ones. And they went, and still then, like different and the variations. George, yeah, then George that, Lucas like, sold it to Disney, and Disney thought, we can make some money out of Star Wars. So, waiting for the Jar Jar series. Yeah. It has to happen. So you got, he's the Emperor, isn't he? he he's yeah. he's, he's, te- he's the technically the, the, the evil one out of all this. Yeah. There's. If you, the ones from 99 onwards, then three. So you got one, two, three. Then the originals from the 70s, 80s. But in between that, you got Rogue One. <laughs> but the cogs are going in Dan's yeah. head trying but to figure this out. There's, there's quite a few articles one. on the internet where we still say there's different variations on top of that. Stop it, talking Star Wars! <sighs> we, we can just talk. WrestleMania's in mere hours from this recording. We've gone. How long have we, we gone? We work. We work. We've really keep, gone an we work, hour. We were keeping it real. <laughs> yeah, and now we've dropped off. We again. could have gone a whole podcast without mentioning the old uh, wrestling, but oh well, it's ha- done. Now. We, we have to take real week anyway. All podcast done. Hopefully, we'll see you on a, a potential promotion party next time. But if not, don't worry. Hopefully, it's coming soon. I'm trying to be positive, Adam. Don't worry. Yes, <laughs> trying to be positive. You, you will get there. Yeah, we'll get, get there. there. <laughs> uh, for this week, it's bye from Stu. <laughs> bye from Dan. Bye bye. Bye from Adam. Bye bye. Bye from me. See you next time. Bye.